in preparation for this episode, I've been learning voodoo. Uh, I've made a voodoo doll um, and I, I've, I've been trying it out. Um, so I've got someone I don't like. Um, so far, I've managed to cure their bad back. Uh, they've quit smoking. Um, but don't worry, I'm feeling confident because at the weekend, I'm going to use it as a ventriloquist puppet. I don't get it. What? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a, really stupid here. I don't yeah, get it. it's a voodoo doll. So you stick pins in it to to hurt people, and I've stuck pins in it, and I've cured their bad back. They've quit smoking, but I'm going to use it as a ventriloquist puppet. So I'm going to stick my hand up inside it, which is fuck. <laughs> never mind. Play the music. Get a little bit of gasoline. I'm gonna make it burn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it burn. Let's go. You are now listening to the You Run podcast. The only horror movie review podcast completely run and controlled, not by me and Mark, your hosts, but by you, our listeners. Hey, Scoob, we're on the radio, bro. You want to die tonight? Zoinks. <laughs> you choose the movies. You score them. You review them. You do it all. Because after all, this is not our show. This is your show. I'm your number one fan, Mr. Man. It's not perfect. It has its problems. The You Run Podcast. It was just weird. I don't know. I guess like a weird vibe. The You Run Podcast. Bitch, you better not forget about me. Don't you ever forget about me. Hey, this is Naomi Grossman, best known as Tucker from American Horror Story. Hi, it's Imitation Dave. Uh, buddy, 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 you son of a bitch. Just make sure you fucking listen. This was fucking incredible. He's the one you need to blame. Yeah. My name is Scott. My name is Mark. And together we host the only horror movie review show completely run and controlled by you, the listeners. You pick the movies, you review them, you share your thoughts, and all we do is relay the information out to the world. That's that's how good we are. We put a lot of time and effort into making this show each week. Uh, and we ask for something very little in return. Go and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Write something nice, hit five stars. Now, I know this still takes a little bit of effort from you. So uh, we put hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of work in. And I understand that that three seconds is a little bit too much for you. So I found an even easier way for you to help the show. Tell somebody else about the show. I don't care who it is. Someone you know likes horror movies. So I listen to the You Run podcast. You should listen to them. And that is better advertising than any five-star review you could possibly give us. It's just a way of of recommending us to someone else. Uh, The same as Mark does every week with his recommended account of the week. It's that time of the week. It's time for Mark to recommend an account. This week's recommended account is Films of Chucky. Um, Obviously, we're doing Child's Play 2 this week, so I felt it was relevant to have a Child's Play-based account. So Films of Chucky is basically what you would expect it to be from a Child's Play account. They do still shots of Chucky images. They bring out news based around what's happening with the franchise, the TV show, etc., behind-the-scenes stuff. Basically, if you're a fan of Chucky, then there's no reason for you not to be following this account. So that is Films of Chucky, all one word. Find them, like them, follow them, show them some love. And, yeah, that, that, that's how it works. Um, I follow quite a few Chucky accounts, and there's so many different variant ones. Um, yes. I like the ones that 
that focus on the newer stuff? I, I follow quite a few as well. The ones that I tend to follow more, not for just by coincidence more than anything, is, is the ones that, um, like the collectors who do like, they collect dolls and they collect merchandise and all the rest of it. This is the only one that I've, and I don't say there isn't others out there, I'm just saying this is the only one that I've found that solely dedicates itself to sort of updates and more recent ongoing. Because as we st- as we all know, Child's Play is, is an ongoing franchise still, and like quite a lot of the others, this is still an ongoing thing, and it's got its own TV show and stuff. So it, it does like episode-related posts, it does upcoming news. Obviously, they're about to start the transition into into season two with the Chucky TV series and they do quite a lot of updates on that as it's going so it's a cool it's a cool account to follow if you like the Charles Blair franchise and are still following the franchise as it goes so yeah so definitely check them out yeah go go and give them a follow last week I said we were going to have a guest and we're going to have Dan uh, the OG shape there's been an issue Um, so where Dan lives in the world for the last two days he has been battered by a tornado uh, which has knocked out his power. Um, he won't be joining us today because he has no power to to join the show. So he's currently charging his phone from his car. Um, Dan, I hope everything's okay and you get all your power back on soon. Um, we're going to get Dan back on at some point, but obviously he's not here today. Because of that, uh, I decided that Mark's going to play a game. No, fuck off. Don't even start. No chance, man. No, no chance. No, no, I can't do that to Mark again. I keep doing that to him. I, I won't do that today. Uh, uh, Mark is incredibly excited today um, as we're diving into his favourite movie in the Child's Play series. This movie is ingrained in pop culture. Uh, it's referenced in over 40 movies. Its movie poster is borderline iconic in the horror world. This movie is Chucky really letting his personality loose, which he doesn't in the first one. Um, The question I've got for this, though, is will Chucky complete his goal of possessing a little boy's soul? Will the toy company be held responsible for the murderous doll? Will Mark be able to explain to me the terrible decor in the foster parents' home? (laughs) Let's find out. It's Child's Play 2. I'm going to kick this week off by saying I am not a huge fan of the Child's Play fan franchise um, for numerous reasons that are going to become very apparent as this review goes along. I've got lots of questions to fire at Mark because I know he is a big fan of this franchise. Um, yeah, particularly this movie. I've got lots of questions just to pre, 
prep you. Yeah, to be fair though, mate, I wouldn't necessarily say that I am a massive Charles Player fan. I think I'm a fan, obviously, I like them. I, one and two are outstanding films, but it takes a massive downfall from this point on. Um, and I don't think it picks itself back up until Curse and Cult, if I'm perfectly honest with you. I mean, don't get me wrong, Bride of Chucky's got its moments, but after part two, this does take a bit of a nosedive. But these two first films are incredible. Well, I think we're going to disagree on this one. But I've, <laughs> I've definitely got lots of questions. I, the, the movie kicks off in the Good Guy Factory. Uh, we meet two executives and they kind of do a bit of a set in the scene. So they explain they've received backlash from the stories in the press following the events of the first movie. Um, they also give us a bit of dialogue as to what's going on with Andy. So Andy's now in foster care um, and his mother's been committed to a psych ward because of her claims of what this doll done. They go into a room where the actual remains of the Chucky doll from the first movie are. It's explained that they've replaced almost every part of the doll because it was so badly burned and they've run full diagnostics and no faults are found. Um, I'm going to ask a question. My first question, if they've replaced almost every part of the doll, is this now just a new doll? And if not, what part of it that they retained contained the soul of Charles Lee Ray? I watched this again, and I'm going to have to agree with you here, because the only part they kept was the metal skull exoskeleton. The body was brand new. The eyes, the face, the skin, everything was brand new, barring the bit of metal. Yeah, and I don't know if this reference will be lost on our, Amer- our American listeners, but this is very much an Only Fools and Horses broom situation. <laughs> I- I've got I- I've had this broom for 30 years. It's had 15 new handles and 12 new heads. That's kind of where this is. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about a film with a killer doll here, mate. You- you're going to have to try and understand that this is not going to be justifiable all the way. Okay. We're in the opening scene. I at least want the opening scene to be justified. The first three minutes of the movie, I want to make sense. <laughs> Although I diss the rest of the franchise from this point on, part three does have a much better and a much stronger validation for why he comes back. Yeah, and um, I, I, I quite like part three, but that, that's a different review. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the executive or the big boss, the big cheese, insists on seeing the doll in person. And they're about to go into the room. And they have to wait while the technician finish rehauling the doll um, by putting in its eyes. There's a brilliant throwaway comment that comes full circle where they explain that it might take a little bit longer because they're not used to putting the dolls together by hand anymore. And when this comes full circle later, I thought that was great. It was so yeah. well done. I like uh, that. As the technician inserts the eyes, uh, we get lightning on the machine, killing the technician and resurrecting Chucky. Where did the lightning come from? Hey, I tell you what, maybe the eyes were the original eyes. And maybe that's where the power is. Maybe. Did the lightning come out of the doll or did it come from the machine? I thought it had come down from the machine into the doll rather than from the doll out into the machine. I might be wrong. I might yeah, have to go uh, back and check this out, actually. Now uh, I've just figured out that the eyes might be the source of... Yeah, of I, I was really power. confused this point. Uh, don't get me wrong, I like this scene. I like I like the fact that that's what's happened. I, I, I took that, that was great. Yeah, it resurrected the doll, brilliant. But I just couldn't work out where it, where no, it originated. I'll, I will go back, and when this episode comes out, I will make sure I announce it on the, on the grams and all the rest of it, yeah. the theory behind it is. But if, now we've had this conversation, I actually think 
maybe the eyes are the soul of Charles Libre, and maybe they were the eyes. Because as soon as the eyes went in, it yeah. was the eye insert machine that set the lightning off. Yeah, so the but eyes I went would, in and everything went to shit from there. Yeah, <laughs> so I would assume from this conversation that it's the eyes that are the source of the soul of Charles Lee Ray, and yeah. that is what set off it, set it off again. Okay, yeah, I, I can buy that. Um, the big boss at this point absolutely loses his mind and tells the other exec that he wants the error gone in 24 hours. The, the like, lower exec goes, uh, uh, what do you want me to do with the doll? And it's the best line in the movie. He turns around and goes, stick it up your ass." <laughs> I'm not being funny, right? But this doll, regardless of whether it's true or not, the stories behind it, this has got to be worth a fucking fortune to somebody somewhere. I've met a lot of weird people on the internet. No offence to all the weird people who are listening, but there is a lot of weirdos out there. If this doll had been associated with a serial killer and been like, oh yeah, he killed all these people, you wouldn't just throw it away. This has got to be worth a fortune to someone, hmm. surely. Uh, not being funny, even me, I would be interested in buying that depending on the price tag. That's kind oh, of yeah. the weird, I mean, weird shit. If I was I'd that buy. guy, I would keep it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be coming that. home with me. We cut from here and we get to meet Andy's new foster parents, Phil and Joanne. Um, I'm going to kick it straight off by saying these two should not be fostering children, especially Phil. He is an asshole. Yeah, Phil's a dick. (laughs) (laughs) They should not be in the foster system in any way, shape or form. I really recognise her, by the way. Do you know much about her? Do you know where she's from? Nothing at all. I I didn't recognise either of these two, if I'm being brutally honest. I recognise her. Do you know what? What was that old British film where there was like the oh, the railway children? She looks like the oldest sister from the railway children. This is going to blow my mind if we finish this episode and I go back and Google it. And she is the oldest sister from the it, railway it, children. You thing. need to Google that and we'll add that to the story as well. This story, this Instagram <laughs> story for this episode is going to be amazing. Do you know what we should probably do? We should probably do more research before we start recording. That might make things a little bit easier. Shh. Everyone thinks we're well-researched. <laughs> fucking ruin it. Um, so they take Andy home from the, from the orphanage. Uh, and uh, Joanne asks Phil if she thinks Andy's going to be okay. And Phil replies, I will get used to him. Like it's a fucking dog. Or, it's like it's something stupid there but he's like i'll get used to him who says that not when you're a foster carer either like you should know that by now if you're taking in foster children then getting used to them is not is not a phrase you should be used (laughs) no it's not and also this is where my my serious questions on their home decor come in their living room is horrific they've got bright purple walls a pink border that runs around the middle and a dark blue top edging, they've got bigger issues on display everywhere in their house. It looks like a brothel. <laughs> it reminded me of, um, do you know, in Edward Scissorhands, you've got the you've got the very purpley, lightly coloured estate with all the magic colours and all the rest of it. It yeah. looked like a house from that. Yeah. The it, inside of it, sorry. It, honestly, it is disgusting. And I apologise to any of our listeners who've got their house decorated like this. But if you have, go and get some magnolia and paint over it. That's my <laughs> advice to you. You'll feel much calmer after you've done that. Also, the way they treat Andy's just not great. I mean, he, he touches an ornament almost as he gets there and he gets rule number one from Phil. No touching old things. That's a life lesson everybody should take on, really. Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also meets his foster sister, Kyle, uh, who sat smoking in her room. 
she seemed really cool actually i i like her as a character yeah kyle is cool and um i i really like kyle she's one of she's one of my favorite characters in the franchise and um my issue with Kyle, I'm, I feel like a bit of a dick saying this, because I really like this film. I champion it a lot. I don't think her acting is great. No, no, she's it's, she's not winning an Oscar for this. No, and it's not to say she's terrible. Do you know what I mean? But when you're being outacted by a six-year-old, you should really consider your career choices. And 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 I love the character. I think she's very well written and very well developed. It's just. She some of her deliveries throughout this film I've never really noticed so much in the past, but obviously looking at it from a critical standpoint, she's she's very wonky. In yeah, she she's very much like the entire cast of H four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after he's met Carl, he goes down to to see his room while searching through his. So Joanne says, "Oh, you can have a look at all the toys. We've got toys there. We've got toys in the cupboard." He goes in the cupboard, uh, and what should fall out a Chucky doll. Uh, if you're fostering this kid and you've been given the backstory from the orphanage, at what point did you not remove that doll and get rid of it? That was my thought, exactly. Why would you have this in your cupboard, <laughs> knowing that you were bringing this kid home? Yeah, and rightfully so. Andy is fucking terrified and goes to sprint down the hall where Super Dad Phil jumps in with rule number two, run, no running in the house. Fuck you, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Yeah, fuck you, Phil. Seriously, it's like when he said it, I was like, oh man, someone what went through my head was I hope Chucky kills you first. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, we jump back to the toy executive now who's basically taken Chucky out of the factory uh, and he's pulled over to stop and buy some vodka for what we guess on his he has a conversation on his car phone um with his uh, his new girlfriend who demands that he brings vodka for their two week anniversary. While he's in the store arguing they won't take his American Express, which is the most shameless bit of advertising I've ever seen in a movie, where he turns around and goes, it's American Express. It's as good as cash. Yeah. I mean, what is an American Express? Is it a credit card? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I should have known that. And the shopkeeper's like, I don't care. (laughs) Cash only. Um, But while he's in there, Chucky is now awake and Chucky uses the car phone uh, to ring the orphanage, um, where he tells them that he's Andy's uncle Charles, and he wants to know where Andy is. I've got some serious issues now. Number one, how does he know the phone number for the foster for the orphanage? Number two, well, no, sorry, let me start that again. Number one, how does he know what orphanage Andy was in? Number two, where did he get the number from? And number three. Why would the foster home give all of that information to a random guy called Uncle Charlie on the phone? You know what, mate? I actually don't fucking know. That is very, very bad behaviour. <laughs> but, yeah, I've got nothing. I've literally got nothing here. I, I literally, I sat there and had to get the number. The first thing with him was, had to get the number. In fact, how does he know which one? Why are they giving him the information? All this, I've just sat there going, fuck you. No, I don't get it. I don't, why? Yeah, I'll be honest. Um... Yeah, Don Mancini's not known for great writing, is he? Let's no, he's so. not. He, he wrote Seed of Chucky, but that's something, <laughs> something completely different. Uh, the executive gets back in the car where he's held at gunpoint by Chucky, um, who's very clever enough to stay out of his eyeline, so the executive can't see him. Um, he gets him to drive to a quiet place and pull over. Chucky ties his hands behind his back behind the chair, uh, then reveals himself by saying, bang, you're dead. And the gun isn't a gun. It's a water pistol that he's nicked from all the other toys sat in the back of the car. The executive should be freaking out 
now, but he's really not. He's very calm considering the doll has just spoken to him. Yeah, I didn't get that either. I thought he should have been like proper, proper flipping out. I, I, I don't know how I would react. I mean, to be fair, actually, maybe in that situation, I would be more calm due to shock than anything else. Yeah, I mean, look at it this way. You've got young kids, as I have. If your daughter's doll started talking to you, I think you would proper freak. I think I could take on a doll. Yeah, I get to that later. But I think, <laughs> I think well, all right then, in this situation, I feel like I could take on a doll. So if I was at home just chilling, watching telly, and this doll started talking to me, I think I'd be more curious than frightened. Yeah, again, this is why you die in horror movies. Yeah, this is a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chucky pulls a bag over the uh, executive's head and suffocates him. That has got to be the worst way to go. That and drown him. Yeah, I think getting in by a shark's got to trump everything. That's my biggest fear, is getting in by a shark. Yeah? Yeah, and to be fair, I don't really go in the ocean, so I don't even know why I'm not bothered. Yeah, uh, I think given the choice of suffocating or being eaten by a shark, I'll take my chances with the shark. Yeah, but you you just pass out, don't you, from, from suffocation? I mean, drowning's got to be worse than suffocation because that's like, you, you like panic and try and swim to the top. Then again, yeah. I suppose. You're supposed to be suffocated by a plastic bag for pretty much the same, really, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not looking forward to trying either of those, so I'm, I'm going to give them no. a swerve. And the this shark, conversation's I'm, taking quite a weird yeah, turn. Should uh, we just uh, move on briefly? Yeah, let, let's move on. <laughs> so from this, we now cut to Chucky in the foster home, uh, where he comes face-to-face with the good guy doll that's already in place, Tommy. Yeah, uh, Chucky picks it up, and the doll goes, Hi, I'm Tommy, to which Chucky replies, Shut up, you idiot. <laughs> And then smashes it in the face with an ornament and goes and buries it in the back garden. This was really cool, though, because it, uh, it was it was sort of symbolising that that Chucky was then going to be Tommy and replace. Yeah, I, stealth his way into the house. I desperately wanted them to do this in the series. So, I, re- you know, they've done the, the 2019 remake. Mm-hmm. I was desperate for the buddy doll to appear in the series and Chucky go cheap knockoff or something like that. That would be quite cool. I was begging, but it never happened. Maybe season two. Who knows? Yes. Chucky has now broken one of Phil's rules. Uh, He touched some old stuff in the house, which Phil promptly punishes not one, but both of his foster children. Um, telling well, them this if... wasn't just the old stuff, was it? He he completely destroyed the family heirloom ornament. This was yeah. already well established. Like, I mean, when they did this early on, there's like this has been passed down for generations, and it's been in our family forever. I was like, yeah, Chucky's gonna fuck that shit right up as soon as he gets yeah. to your house. And it's <laughs> which fucking, he did. It's fucking disgusting as well. It's a horrible ornament. What was it? Was it like a swan? Or yeah, it wasn't very nice. No, no, it's like something your mum would have when you were younger. Yeah, it's not the best thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Phil's Phil's parenting technique is not great. He turns around to the kids and goes, well, one of you's done it, so one of you confess, or I'm going to ground both of you. You have kids, man. You have multiple children. You must uh, have used this tactic before. See, I have two teenage boys. If something has happened, nine times out of ten, as a parent, I've got a good idea which one of them done it. Can you name them on the show and shame them? <laughs> so no, I, I, t- I tend to try and focus at who I think done it. But my boys... In the back are... of your mind, you always know which one it was regardless. Yeah, and the boys are thick as thieves as well. They will, like, just clam up and they will defend each other. To It makes it so hard to parent. And anyone who's got multiple kids know this, knows this. So it'd be like, something will get broken and they'll be the only two in the room who broke it. I don't know. <laughs> 
Was it you? No. Was it him? No. Well, one of you done it? No. No. Broken when we got here. It's like, fucking come on. Uh, yeah, I, I have one child. She doesn't need backup. That's enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard when they've got a team. Yeah. <laughs> A posse. When you start getting outnumbered, that's when you need to be worried. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm there. Um, <laughs> so after they've been grounded, they grounds both kids, sends them to their rooms. We get a scene where Andy wakes up tied to the bed by Chucky. And Chucky informs him they're going to play a game of hide the soul. Um, Chucky's put a sock in Andy's mouth, which he could have easily spat out, which annoyed me. There's no, there's no tape over it. It's just a sock in his mouth. I was like, well, why don't you spit it out? <laughs> Let's do an experiment now. Take your sock off and put it in your mouth. See if you can get it out. I, I, I won't do it with a sock. I've I've got a face mask here, so we'll we'll do it with a face mask. So put that right in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, fair yeah, point. Yeah, it, it, it comes out quite easily. Can't argue <laughs> with science. No. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, while Chucky's trying to play hide the soul, he's disturbed by Carl, who comes climbing through the window because she snuck out. The foster parents at this point burst in the room because they've heard noises um, and they assume that Kyle has turned tied Andy to the bed so she can sneak out. Andy says it was Chucky and Super Dad steps in again by going, I'll deal with this. And he takes the doll and goes downstairs and he throws it in the basement. Yeah. Does this basement even have a lock on it? He's literally no. just throwing it down some stairs and be like, problem solved. That's it's still in the same house, mate. Yeah. And it's not it shouldn't be there anyway because this doll whether real or not andy believes this doll has tormented him and killed people he knows and there's no compassion for andy whatsoever he's just literally a dick about it throws yeah. it down the stairs and moves on with his days like it's sorted now you can see it's there it's like well, yeah. yeah everyone can see it's there it's at the bottom of the stairs which doesn't have a lock at the top of the door <laughs> yeah exactly and and chucky when he hits the deck he's got a um, a nosebleed and he realizes that he's turning human um, and if he doesn't get his soul into Andy soon, he's going to be stuck in the doll. The following day, Andy goes for his first day at school and Chucky hitches a ride on the school bus. Um, Chucky climbing onto the school bus made me laugh. It was good, that, wasn't it, with the little legs dangling <laughs> off the bottom? <laughs> yeah, he climbs up through the wheel arch and there's just these little two legs kicking and I chuckled at that. As, as Andy's going onto the bus and he's, all the kids as he's walking past, they're all absolute little monsters. Are kids really that bad? Kids are horrible. Yeah, but come on, man. I mean, these kids were like dead eyed him and, and, and like calling him names and stuff. It's like, it's his first day on the bus. Surely, surely that's not realistic, uh, is it? I don't know if it is, but I think in my head, first day at school is like first day in prison. They try and break, <laughs> the, break the new boy. You see, we went to very different schools. When we had new kids at our school, everyone was like quite excited to be the friend and get to know them. Oh, okay. I went to a Catholic school. It was the complete opposite. We're not even going to get into this conversation. <laughs> no, the, the Catholic school thing, we need to avoid like the play. I like doing this every week. I don't want this to end. Let's not yeah, go down that road. <laughs> maybe a different episode. Uh, Andy is being picked on by a kid that sits behind him when he gets to class. And this kid flicks his ear. His teacher, Miss Kettlewell, is almost as bad as Phil and should not be teaching. Uh, I don't, is this a thing from the 80s? Were all adults in the 80s just dicks? No, but it's a reoccurring theme throughout all of these films. Yeah, because uh, like, she is quite heavily, heavily implied in, in pretty much all of them, actually. Yeah, I mean, this teacher, Miss Kettlewell, is horrific. So Andy gets flicked in the ear and he tries telling the teacher 
to which she basically says that you need to be making a good impression. This is your first day. Don't you dare be saying anything nasty about my little student who's been here for a year. She basically calls him out for being a grass. Yeah, which I was watching it going, this is so wrong. Um, and Chucky is obviously in the school. And why this is going on, Chucky has been up on the desk and he's wrote on Andy's homework. And he's written across the front of it in big red writing, fuck you, bitch. To be fair to Chucky, he got her number. He nailed this completely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It leads to Andy ending up in detention after his run in with the teacher. Um, He tries blaming, he looks at Chucky, who at this point is in a cupboard next to him. Yeah, well, what kind of happens in this scene is, is as his teacher is flicking through the homework and all the rest of it, and she finds a note, Andy's goes to the closet to try and grab something out of the closet, and that's when he opens the door and realises a Chucky doll there. And at the same time he opens the door, she comes over to grab him about the homework. He's like, oh, no, you're not playing with toys. She grabs a Chucky doll and throws Chucky into a locked closet, and that's when she sticks Andy in detention. So at this point you have Chucky locked in the closet, you have Andy stuck in the same room but in detention, and the teacher decides it's safe to leave a six-year-old child on his own in a room. Not only leave him, sharp objects. <laughs> yeah, but not only leave him. She locks the door behind her. She, <laughs> she locks does. him <laughs> in the room. Yeah, she does. I yeah, genuinely she should. She should be fired immediately. So she throws Chucky in the cupboard, locks the cupboard. That's fine. You've taken the toy away. I get it. She then walks out of the classroom, huffs and goes, Ugh, unlocks the door. I've got a child that is the same age as Andy's meant to be in this. If a teacher locked them in a classroom, there is a high chance I would end up in court. I have nieces and nephews as well. I mean, my daughter's only just about to turn two. But I have nieces and nephews, which are about six, seven. I wouldn't even leave them alone in a padded room, let alone a classroom (laughs) with toys and scissors and all the rest of it. No, children cannot be left unattended. Anyone who's doing that, please stop it now. If you're listening to the show and your kid's in another room on their own, just go and check them. Please call in with your details so we can bring social services on your behalf. Yeah. <laughs> um, Andy goes over to the supply cupboard um, and he looks through the keyhole um, and Chucky make, makes him jump by popping up and looking through and also made me jump. So thanks for that, Chucky. Um, <laughs> Chucky then goes nuts trying to get out, rattling the door and banging and going, let me out of here, you little fuck, and all this kind this, of stuff. This was Brad Dorif on farm, wasn't it? Oh, 100%. This scene, even even after this scene, this whole sort of 10, 15 minute period from the school was just, it makes this film for me. I thought it was outstanding. And and Brad Dorif is key to that. His dialogue and his his quick wit is just is brilliant. And I have to I have to assume quite a lot of this is improvised. I don't know whether it is or not, but I kind of think that at some point Don Mancini's just basically turned around and said, Look, you know what you've got to do. I, I think there's a point where he's gone. You're in the cupboard. You're angry at Andy. Go. And I think that's probably all the brief he gets. Yeah. Well, Andy does what I thought was really sensible. He opens the window and climbs out and runs home. Miss Bitchface, I mean, Kettlewell, returns. (laughs) uh, uh, Finds Andy's not there, but she can hear noises coming from the cupboard. So she assumes Andy's magically got in the cupboard that she's locked. She opens the door and starts searching around. I like this scene. This, this There's lots of tension in this scene because we all know Chucky's in there and she's about to get it. Yeah. But they drag it out for so long. So yeah, long. they really do. They really do. She's checking behind coats and toys and balls and all the rest of it. It goes on for quite a while, actually. 
yeah, it's it's a really good scene. Lots of tension. It's, it's a fairly long scene, but I really like it. She's then stabbed by a pump for a ball, uh, which then Chucky pumps air into and then attacks her with a long ruler. Yeah, it's really cool, this scene as well, because I, I don't know if it's just me or you, but if you got stabbed and then like massive air pumped into your body, surely that would kill you instantly anyway, would it not? At a bare minimum, it would fucking freak me out enough to panic me. It'd do a bit more than freak me out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as he comes out the closet, this this is where we are first introduced to the iconic Charles Play Circus score. Did you notice it? On this, this uh, is the I, first time it's I used genuinely did. No, well, this is the first time it's used. I think the only other time we hear it again in this film is in the closing credits. Um, but the user in this scene here, and it, it's phenomenal. I was like, yeah, this is awesome, man. And he's, he's, he's missioning out the, out the closet as Miss Kettlewell falls backwards onto the floor from her injuries. And, and, and the animatronics and the detail in the, in the, in the mechanisms in, his, in Chucky's face and everything is just so cool. The animatronics of the puppetry in Chucky in this one in particular is outstanding. He looks flawless. Great. Absolutely <laughs> flawless. This, unfortunately, though, is where my biggest problem with the Child's Play franchise lies. When Chucky's going after Andy, that's scary. And that's that's genuinely terrifying because it's it's a doll going after a small child and that child's naturally afraid of that doll. When Chucky goes after a full grown adult, it loses everything for me. Um, Chucky's the size of a toddler. Now, I don't go around punching and kicking toddlers, but I reckon I could take quite a few toddlers on in a fight to the death and win. Yeah, but when you say you could take quite a few, I mean, how many are you talking? Because it. I think I, you would start struggling at 10 at the same time. Yeah, 10. Let's say 10. Let's say I could kick the shit out of 10 toddlers. Um, so anything what, above 10, you feel like you would be you would be taken down? Oh, time, maybe 11. <laughs> 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 when you've got one, effectively one toddler, I don't understand why the, the adults find it so difficult to fight back and just act in shit. I, I get it. It's a, it's a doll. It's moving. It's talking. It's fucking scary. But grab hold of it and rip its head off. It's a doll. I'm not being funny, mate, but I have arachnophobia and I am terrified of spiders, right? The spiders are the smallest thing ever. And if that comes at me, I'm done. I'm fucking freaking out. I'm running. I'm running into walls and falling over shit. You know, I'm, I'm out of there. This is a lot bigger than a spider. <laughs> and it's coming at you, man. You know, it's coming at you with a ruler. I'm like, I'm... I, I don't know. I don't know here, man. I think I think you I think you're fighting a losing battle with this one. See, I think you're going to have a nightmare tonight about a giant spider with a ruler coming out of your cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back at the foster house, we get Andy explaining to his foster parents what what had happened. Um, that Chucky followed him to school, uh, and that he had to escape. Um, and as you would imagine, uh, Super Dad Phil's got an opinion on this. Uh, uh, he, he drags Andy to the basement and forces Andy to open the door while basically telling his wife to shut up and stay out of it. If I spoke to Lisa how he speaks to Joanne, I would not be recording this show because I would be eating through a straw. <laughs> that is fact. I, I tell you now, I've seen some of your Instagram reels now. I'm surprised you're not there already. <laughs> this is true. But she's got a good sense of humour. But if I spoke to her being dead serious, like, shut up, I'm disciplining the child, that'd be it. I'd be done. Oh, yeah, I would never dare. I would never dare. 
No. Obviously, we are the men and we wear the trousers in our relationship, but... Oh, of course, yes, of course. We, we Stone Cold said so, but... <laughs> <laughs> we, we Stone Cold said so as long as she said it's okay. <laughs> as long as we're allowed to say that Stone Cold said so. <laughs> uh, and when he opens the door, when he finally opens the door, it's revealed that Chucky is still in the basement. Uh, Andy goes and speaks to Kyle, and she explains that moving from foster home to foster home has made her strong, made the rely on only herself because she can't rely on anyone else and i really liked the bond they build here i i found this really believable the older kind of older sibling taking the younger one under the wing and saying look all these things will just make you stronger and you need to learn to rely on yourself and not everyone else i thought this was really really good writing yeah yeah i i agree i agree and, and i know i've already knocked mancini's writing so far but but this felt very I have an older sister and I've made mistakes in the past growing up and I, and I feel like I've had this conversation myself, you know, growing up and doing silly things and my sister being like, don't worry, mate, I've done it myself. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, and <laughs> and it, 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 it makes sense to me. It's a genuine, it's a real, a real emotion that people can connect to and it's a real conversation. Unfortunately, Andy takes this advice literal um, in the middle of the night, gets up, goes down to the kitchen, retrieves himself an electric knife from the very much from the 80s the electric carving knife uh, and ventures down to the basement to kill chucky i want to ask about this and i don't want to feel like i don't want to give you any more ammunition to shit on this film but surely battery powered meat cutters were a thing back then i i think they were i don't know i don't think they were you don't i don't know because the whole time this scene was going on i was like that's not plugged in that doesn't have a call to it there's no way that's real they did have batteries in the 80s. You see a scene where Andy checks Chucky and there's batteries in the back. I know there's, there's batteries, but like I'm a carpenter, so I have lots of like power tools that are similar to a sort of meat cutter, if you will. They wouldn't run off Duracell batteries, and I don't feel like that would run off Duracell batteries either. And I mean, I've had meat cutters in the past. This is a really random conversation. I don't even know why I'm doing this, to be honest. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, more ammunition. Yes, that, that, that's a shit idea. Uh, uh, he goes down to the basement to, to kill Chucky. Chucky jumps out on Andy and they have a, a scuffle on the floor. Um, and Andy manages to fend him off. And in the process, wakes up Phil, uh, who promptly makes his way to the basement. I love this kill. Uh, and this, in my opinion, is Chucky at his absolute peak in this movie. Yeah. This is where... Chucky is believable attacking an adult because he's not gone head to head with the adult. He's not gone, oh, you're an adult. Let's fucking have it. He's been very cunning. He hides under the stairs. He trips Phil and Phil ends up hanging upside down at Chucky's head height. And Chucky comes out with the perfect line of, how's it hanging, Phil? Yeah. Before cutting he's got the him cord. in a vulnerable, yeah. When he's yeah. got him in a vulnerable position, which is what he's well known for, is. It's setting traps, getting them in vulnerable positions, and then wisecracking yeah. before they die. Yeah. And Did this... you also feel like this was going to be a pet cemetery Achilles flash? I did have that as he was walking down the stairs and Chucky's under yeah. the stairs. I was like, oh, this is going to hurt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw it, I was like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've seen this film hundreds of times. But when you actually pay attention for these purposes, you're like, I was like, shit, he's going to cut his Achilles. And no, he didn't because I've seen it numerous times before, but I couldn't help but think it. No, instead, he drops him on his head and breaks his neck. I really like this. I like Chucky setting traps. That's a believable way for him to kill an adult. 
and I'm, I'm fully on board for more of Chucky trap setting. That's how he should be killing. Yeah, I mean, but to be fair, though, mate, I mean, at this point now, we're in Child's Play 2. Child's Play 1, there is no adult killing. He kills the babysitter by luring her towards the window and then hitting her with a hammer and she falls out and she dies. And no other real adult, apart from the voodoo doll thing, which obviously, yeah. as you know, with your opening joke, you can't fight voodoo. <laughs> and then that's it for real adult kills in part one. Oh, no, he kills his accomplice who left him in the van and he blows yeah. up the house that he's in but he doesn't actually physically take him on. The no, only and- person he really has an interaction with is Andy's mum at the end of that, which he fails at massively. And then at this point, he's tricked the teacher into falling over. And once she's fallen over and wounded, he's basically... Spanked her. Yeah, and taken over. But she's down on the floor having a bicycle pump inside her lung, which would definitely... De- <laughs> definitely uh, not me that for a fact. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be walking around after that. And then the second one is Phil. So at this point, I mean, you can't you can't base your overall experience with the rest of the franchise on films that have come before it, is what I'm trying to say. Because I know that things go massively wrong from this point on. <laughs> yeah, they do. But, but you can't you can you can't backdate your opinions, is what I'm saying. No, that's fair enough. Um, because of Phil's death, Joanne decides to return Andy to the orphanage, and he's collected by the social worker. I felt really sorry for Andy. <laughs> This was brutal as well because she's such a bitch, and it's like it's full. She blames him as if he's killed Phil. Yeah, and Kyle's obviously upset, and she takes this out on Chucky by taking him out, throwing him in the bin, stamping on him so he goes down in the bin, uh, and then going and sitting on the swing and smoking a cigarette. In the process of swinging back and forth, her feet are scraping on the floor, uh, and she uncovers something. Uh, she does a little bit of digging and retrieves the Tommy doll that Chucky had buried when he first got there. She then goes back to check the bin and there's no Chucky. Chucky's gone. Hearing the sewing machine. So she hears the sewing machine upstairs, doesn't she, coming from Joanne's room while oh, she's I didn't, outside. I didn't, I didn't catch that, to be honest. I didn't know yeah, she so heard she, anything. I thought she just ran in to say to Joanne that No, I think she can hear, I think she can hear the sewing machine. But either way, she runs upstairs and she, um, she bursts into Joanne's room. Kyle finds Joanne sat at a sewing machine and spins around as she's had her throat slit. Um, Chucky, I can't... How does he take Kyle captive? Because he takes Kyle captive here. So they fall onto the... She's on the bed. Chucky comes up from the sheets. And then I think I think basically... Oh, that was it. They, he, they have a tumble and a fall. And then I think he gets a knife. He gets yeah, a he's, knife. Yeah, he's got a knife. And he, is it just by knife point that he basically goes, right, you're doing what I say now? I think so, yeah. I think she runs out, he jumps and grabs her and basically... Gets it. Oh, yeah, he jumps on her shoulders. He jumps on her shoulders with the knife, and he has a knife to her neck, at which point he's basically like, do yeah. it as a... Yeah, and they, the next they... scene we get from that. We don't really get a lot of exposition on how this sort of transitions. We just know they have a stumble. She drops a knife. He gets out from the bed and grabs it. And then it transitions to them sat in the car. No, I think he jumps out. I do think he jumps out on her and like sort of lunches onto her shoulder, similar to yeah. the way he takes on Andy's mum in the first hill, but then this time he has a knife to her neck. Yeah, from there they end up in the car. Yeah, it basically yeah. just cuts to black and then the next scene is them in the car and, and him just telling her to drive. Yeah, so they're sat in the car and he's telling her where to go. Again, she's way too calm for a talking doll holding you at knife point. I would literally be screaming my head off. I don't know if I'd be screaming. Well, well, maybe man, not screaming. Man up a little bit, mate. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think I'd be as calm. And she's look, she's really snarky with him as well. 
Yeah, because he's, like, he's got an attitude, though, hasn't he? Yeah, he, she, he's like, step on it. And she's like, this is a station wagon. It doesn't go quick. She, don't argue with the doll. What the fuck? <laughs> um, and she does step on it a little bit. And they end up getting pulled over. I, I like this scene. It's so clever. And it's the kind of exactly how a policeman would let you off. So the policeman pulls her over for speeding. He's talking to her. He's not really worried. She was doing a little bit over the speed limit. And then he spots the, the Chucky doll. He's like, oh, is that a good guy doll? And she's like, yeah, yeah, it is. He said, hi, guy, what's your name? And Chucky goes, Chucky. He's like, oh, that's so cool. Anyway, stay safe. Have a nice night. And just let us go. And that's exactly how police work when they pull someone over. <laughs> if they're distracted by something else, you, you walk away if you're not doing anything too bad. Let's hope a lot of police officers don't listen to this show because they'll be knocking at your door tomorrow. For me, though, the reason why I like this scene in particular so much is because this is when I feel Chucky's at his best. And this is when I find him the most entertaining is when he's he's sarcastically Chucky. But to people that are unaware that he is alive, you know, when he's pretending to be a good guy doll, but he's still Charles Lee Ray behind it all. Yeah. And when people are asking him to interact and do silly things and he and, and he does it in a way that's um very sort of condescending and snarky but it, it, it to me that is when i like chucky at his best yeah and that they think it's the best thing in the world like when he goes chucky he's like oh, oh so cool and chucky's yeah. like dick yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then he drives away and chucky just sticks up his middle finger yeah you're like that's cool man yeah and you've got so in this bit as well chucky chucky's bleeding from the nose and the guy the policeman goes oh it's bleeding shall you you've heard of dolls that that we that this one bleeds um, that's actually a callback to the very, very original script. So in the original script, the Chucky dolls were going to blow, or the good guy dolls were going to bleed, and they were going to have a whole list of accessories of how you could heal your good guy dolls. Um, but they binned it because they didn't have the budget to do that when they'd done the first movie. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know if I'd like that. Would you buy a doll that bled and you had like a, uh, like a medical kit to fix it up and stuff. I mean, as adults now, yeah, it sounds fucking awesome. But as a four or five year old child, would would you buy that for your kid? I don't think I would, but there are lots of people I think would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. No, I, I, I wouldn't. But I reckon if they released a doll that bleeds this Christmas, that would be the number one selling toy. Yeah, because I would buy it for myself, but not for my <laughs> child. <laughs> So they drive on, um, and as they're driving on, uh, the policeman's parting words to Kyle are, make sure you buckle up, and she realises that Chucky hasn't got his seatbelt on, so she slams on the brakes and sends him tumbling through the windscreen. Instead of now doing what she should have done, which was drive away, she then has like three failed attempts at running him over and ends up being captured again by him. Yeah, and not only does that, she, she crashes it into, she crashes it through like a silly little like chainmail fence. Yeah. Which I could, I as a, as a person, I could probably physically run at and run through it. Not necessarily run through it and leave like a human shape in it, but I could run through it and, and knock it down and carry on running. But she knocks a car into it and the car just starts steaming as if she's just crashed into a brick wall. Yeah, and yeah, th- this seems kind of silly, but Ch- Chucky recaptures it and they make their way to the orphanage. When they get there, Carl pulls the fire alarm on the instructions of Chucky. And the social worker appears uh, with Andy, uh, shouts at Carl and has a go at her for one for bringing the doll there and two for pulling the fire alarm. Uh, she takes him into her office. <laughs> I, I love this. She takes him into her office and she snatches the doll off of him 
And with that, Chucky just springs to life and kills her. It instantly springs to life. Uh, but that's yeah. another good way of why he's taken out adults as well, though. Do you know, he, like, yeah. he did it out of the element of surprise. So it's not like he was putting on boxing gloves and saying... Yeah, I, th- th- this killer, again, I buy because it's it's done out of out of the blue. Um, the only thing I thought was silly here is where she falls on the photocopier and it repeatedly photocopies her dying face. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like, um, is it, what's that one? Is it Liar Liar where they do that? Yeah. But obviously this came first, so then I can't really criticise it for doing the same thing that a film did 10 years later. Yeah, but no, that I thought was a bit dumb. But that's kind of, you kind of get that in all of the Child's Play films. There's this, there's a real thread of horror, but there's also this comedy element, which if I'm honest, in most of the movies, they miss the mark on for me. I didn't feel like this was that exaggerated though. Like it didn't linger on it and it didn't, it didn't necessarily, it wasn't done, I didn't find it comedic. And that wasn't because the joke didn't land. I just didn't think it was necessarily done for comedic value. I think, yeah. again, you may be relating this back to the comedic scene that was done in Liar Liar. And then you're thinking, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, not, I'm it, not saying... Are you I'm saying, saying I, I'm thinking this should be funny, but it's not funny, but they never intended it to be funny? I think so, yeah. I think because maybe it was done 10 years later to a comedic turn that you're now looking back at this again and thinking it's not as funny as what it was in Liar Liar, but I don't think it was necessarily intended to be. Maybe. They're, they're, yeah, there's a high possibility. Um, Chucky manages to close the door between him and Andy and Kyle and stages a getaway in the newspaper van. I love how he makes him manages to move quicker. So he gets on Andy's back and holds Andy by knife point and makes Andy run for him because he knows he yeah. can't move quick. That's brilliant. Kyle goes in pursuit and eventually forces the the van to pull over by, by getting in front of it. She gets to the back of the truck and Andy and Chucky are gone. And after freeing herself from a very overly angry newspaper van driver, he was a very angry man. Wouldn't you be? I, I don't think I'd be angry enough to be grabbing her and shouting in her face, what are you doing? Yeah, no, he was a little bit predatory he, at this he, point, wasn't he? He was a little bit, a little bit too grabby. Um, and she follows them into the good guy factory, uh, which conveniently they've stopped in front of. I, I thought this was so fucking lazy to get back to this location. They, absolutely, I mean, <clears throat> they weren't oh, on their way there, but just by pure chance, they ended up outside. I was like, oh, no, I'm out. Everything is very coincidental throughout this film, where that Chucky takes a CEO at the beginning and he parks in a car park outside the foster home from then leaving the foster home and taking Kyle hostage and Kyle randomly just pressing the brakes, literally. Because as she leaves the foster home at this point, she comes out and she walks round the side of the building and that just so happens to be where she crashed Chucky out of the window. Literally a stone's throw away from the building they're intended to go to. Um, And then the very next transition and the very next chase scene is is to where it all started. Literally where Chucky was rebirthed again, if you will. Um, Yeah, and I I don't mind coincidences in a movie, but this one was just a step too far. It become unbelievable. It's about a killer doll that's possessed. Yeah. But, but no, no, the, I know, I know what you're saying. It's not a case of it not being unbelievable, but when you're watching it, you're like, oh, again. I mean, you oh. can take it once. You can take it once if it happens one time, and you're like, oh, this is, this is, yeah, convenient, conv- convenient. Yeah. But when you do it three times in a in a ninety minute film, it's like, 
wow, this is very, very convenient. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Re- did you spot the um, did you spot the callback to Indiana Jones? Probably if you tell me which one. So you're as to. Kyle goes into the factory, the shutter door is coming down and she runs for the shutter door and she rolls under it. And it's an exact mirror of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Does she reach back to get her? No, I really want leather hat. No, I really wanted her to, but she doesn't. But yeah, that is it's genuinely a callback and that's in there on purpose, which I thought was really cool. How are you blasting all this stuff out now and not using that for facts later on? <laughs> uh, facts for this. I've got lots of facts for this movie. Really good all right, ones okay, as well. I can see that. All right, that makes sense why you're just sprinkling them in like Stardust. As well. um, the set for the factory is fucking incredible and must have taken at least half of their budget for this entire movie. This is the best closing scene in any child's play film. This is what makes it as, as great as it is for me, I think. I mean, these last sort of 20 minutes... From this point on, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I mean... I know you have your issues with it, but it is great. Yeah, the, the set design is outstanding. The sheer amount of doll boxes and Chucky dolls and machinery and everything looks right, everything looks at it. It's so good. Such a good, good, brilliant, designed, believable set. I thought it was absolutely... When they walk in, I was like, wow. Because none of this is CGI. All of those boxes are actually there. And there are thousands of these boxes. Absolutely thousands. And they're all filled with actual dolls. Like, they're, they're all actual yeah. good guy dolls. Yeah, and you've got all the good guy dolls going around the conveyor belt, and there's probably a good couple of hundred of them. It, it, it's just brilliant. I really can't say how good this is. Chucky has now got Andy, and he's in one of the aisles where all these dolls are, are stacked up. And he begins the soul transfer spell. So he's doing the Adu, Delhi, Bella, whatever it is. I thought he was going to get interrupted, but he doesn't. He actually does the full spell, but it's too late. He's fucked. He's stuck in the doll. He's been um, he's been in the doll for too long, so therefore the the transition is not working, which makes zero sense in later sequels. But we will. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not have to dive down that rabbit hole later on <laughs> this, is, this is the only decent child's play film so please do not request any more from this point on um, <laughs> chucky absolutely loses it at andy and as he's about to attack kyle pushes a box like a chunk of the boxes of the dolls on top of chucky and takes andy and they they start to escape these closing scenes i know you just said that you really like these this is where i'm completely off i'm completely off board now it's it's the comedy element of this franchise that is this bit in particular is so slapstick that i just i just don't like it you get that they start to do their escape and they're in a big warehouse which has got all warehouses have plenty of fire escapes and instead of going to one of these they make their escape by going through most of the machinery I mean, I've worked in similar sort of situations around factories like this, and I've, I've worked on on stuff. And, and, and I know each station has mass, mass, mass amounts of, of space and, and walkways around each and every one of it. So the fact that they feel they need to, to go through every single one is a gripe I also have. I know we spoke about this off, off the, the... Can we call it the air? Are we on the air? Yeah, we're on the air. Can we say... Off the air. Yeah, off the air. Yeah, we we did. And so I I understand why they've done it, because they need to explain certain things. So there's a a bit where Chucky chased them through a machine and they slam a grape down on his hand 
and he pulls his hand off to get his hand out. And then he puts a knife into where that was. And he has a knife hand and he, he tapes it all up. Yeah, it's badass as fuck, and the practical effects work in this is outstanding. Did you see all like the tendons and stuff from Chucky at this point? I was like, wow, yeah. that's awesome. It, it looks incredible. I, I I can't fault the appearance of this movie in any way. Due to the blockages in the equipment, um, where they've set off a sensor in the engineer's room who's monitoring the, the factory. So he comes down to clear the eye inserter machine. As he's in there, Chucky slashes him, causing him to fall backwards. And he gets the doll's eyes punched into his head. I really like that. What a great kill. Yeah, yeah it was very good. Do you think that'd kill you? It'd fucking hurt. It'd definitely hurt. I don't <laughs> know if it'd kill you, though. No, I don't know if it'd kill me, but I don't, I don't think I'd be getting up any, at any speed either. No. <laughs> <laughs> In the time that Chucky has replaced his hand with a knife, had time to kill the technician, Andy and Kyle still have not escaped the factory. And within seconds, Chucky's back with them because they're just stood staring at the limb attaching machine. Why are you stood looking at the machine? Fuck it, leave. There's a door. I can see it on screen. It's right behind you. Go. Chucky attacks straight away, literally the second he sees him. And he's knocked onto the conveyor belt for this machine where the hair stitching machine stitches his legs to the board he's on. And he's dragged into the, the machine where you hear him scream for his life as these limbs come in and they're melted to his body. This machine, again, looks great. This looks fantastic. Two seconds later, the, the conveyor belt comes back down and you've got a molten mess of a doll. I thought it was done here and I'd have been happy if that's where it had ended. But I felt slightly unfulfilled by this. If that oh, really? was to end there, I would have been like, oh, that's disappointing. Oh, really? No, see, I, I was quite happy. I, I kind of went, I've not seen this for a long time. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm happy with that. The technician from earlier, who was in the doll machine, now magically swings from the sky. Knocking, knocking out Kyle. Knocking I don't know out how he Kyle. manages to knock her out. I mean, this would knock me over, but I don't think it would physically knock me out. No, I'm more concerned, though, of when Chucky had the time to get him from the doll machine to string him up and have him in the right position as a pendulum to attack Kyle. And more the fact that how, like, a one-foot, two-foot, whatever plastic doll would have the capabilities to do this either again i don't necessarily have a problem with it it's, it's a goofy kind of movie this kind of thing happens yeah. but from a critical standpoint i'm going really and this is my favorite child's play film and i will back it up 100 and i will do it my round off but yeah this makes no sense whatsoever yeah no it, it doesn't chucky is also out of the machine and he's lost his so he he sacrificed his lower limbs to get out of the machine and he's now attached himself to like a like a little trolley and he's dragging himself around on the, the trolley, which I thought was quite cool. Legless Chucky drags himself up to Andy. And at this point, Andy just goes, oh, look, there's a molten plastic machine. And he just opens the molten plastic onto Chucky. Melts him. <laughs> Melts him. And again, this here, I'd have been happy with that as the end. He's yeah. had his comeback and then he's been killed. I'm, I'm satisfied now. And it looks really, really cool as well. Like it looked, it gone from the point of him looking like a doll to him actually looking like, melted human flesh which was really really clever practical effects work it looked fantastic it really really did Andy wakes up Kyle and for some reason they go back to have a close look at Chucky Chucky jumps back to life for one last one last go um, and she sticks an air valve in his mouth 
His head then expands and gets bigger and bigger and bigger until it pops. Kyle and Andy leave the warehouse through a roller shutter, literally a second later, which means it's right by where they were. Um, <laughs> and, the, and the credits roll. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I've picked loads of holes in it, um, which hopefully I'll justify when I round off later on. But first, let's find out what you all think. We wanted them. You delivered them. It's this week's Pre-World Reviews. From the listeners. Okay, three word reviews this week. We've had Instagram and TikTok heavily involved this week. So we've got Lumberjay the Hair Gay, uh, Eat Dirt Tommy, and he's a mixed fandom account from Instagram. Uh, the Incredible Josh, Heidi Hobitch, uh, and he's her host of Cabin, in, uh, Cabin of Horrors podcast. Uh, we've got Randolph Salamander, Adu Due Dembella. <laughs> uh, then from TikTok, we've got Arlie Grind, Violent funny and creepy uh lisa starchild horror movie masterpiece and boots coot booker just kick him uh so ali grind is a photographer and horror account uh we've got lisa starchild who's a horror fan account and finally we've got boots cook booker who's a musician and gamer uh, just kick him covers this for me yeah i don't think that's gonna work no no I think I could kick a toddler a fair distance. I like the way you put a lot of thought into kicking toddlers throughout this episode. <laughs> I, I, I have toddlers. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't require a lot of thought from you then at all. <laughs> um, we've had another call into the show, Mark. Yes, Halloween 4. Well, I said if you got another request for Halloween 4, we'd do it within five episodes. So at the moment, I'm going to do it, but just as and when. So... Do you want to hear the message and see if you get your wish? Uh, are you going to weasel out of it again and find some sort of loophole like you always do? Or is this legit this time around? <sighs> well, let's find out. Pop quiz, Hot Shot. If your next podcast doesn't get over 50 million listeners, then you have to do a Halloween 4 episode. Or I'm going to make it burn. I'm going to make it burn. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> he didn't ask for it, though, did he? Garrett, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, Gareth. <laughs> of all the people I thought would have literally said it out loud, do H4 on the show, you would be the one I would have backed to do it. And he didn't. Why do you all keep doing this to me? I, I think they're doing it on purpose now. When I got that, I was when I saw a message come through, I was like, oh, that's it. H4 is now happening. I've got, to, I've got to get on board. I've got to understand. I've got to appreciate it. And when I listened to it, I literally laughed for ages. Fuck's sake, Gareth. Come it, on, man. <laughs> it made me very, very, very happy. Um, I hope he listens to this back and absolutely kicks himself for not spelling it out the way he has, because you know what Scott is like, and you will know he will find any reason he can. I don't even need to let him take the floor on this one and give his justification to why he's not <laughs> going to do it, because you have spelled out yourself with your calling. Uh, I, I'm so happy. Uh, it's facts. It's time to find out what you know about this movie and what we know. It's facts. Despite not doing her role again, Catherine Hicks was constantly on set for the sequel um, as her husband, Kevin Yeager, uh, operated the animatronic Chucky doll. So she was there all the way through. So that's Andy's mum from the first one. 
Why did they not write her into this film? Then? Don't know. She was on set every single day. Because it would have been quite nice to have, because you see, to me, watching this, it felt like maybe they couldn't get her back for the sequel, which is why she was written out off screen. Yeah, no, no, she, uh, was, I mean, she I mean, was there. The plot, the plot, the gear for her felt very just and 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 valid. It was just a case. It would have been nice to maybe see some cutaway scenes of her being in the in the asylum and then maybe breaking out at some point to try and save Andy in the last act or something like that would have would have been quite cool. I don't know why he didn't go down that road with it, especially no. knowing that she was so on hand as well. Yeah, she was on hand literally from what I've read, she was there almost every single day. How can you have an actress that is really good tied to the original and just have her sat there, I don't know, watching. Yeah, that's disappointing, that. Mm. The original script had an opening scene of the court hearing, um, which went through the previous events. Uh, Catherine Hicks was going to reprise her role as Karen Barkley, um, but it was cut before filming began. Elements of this scene actually appeared in the courtroom scene in Curse of Chucky in 2013. The first two films in the series are the only ones where Chucky does not use a gun as a weapon, although he does use a squirty gun in this. Yeah, um, yeah, because part three of the military camp, so it would make sense for him to have access to guns at that one. And then what's after that? It's Bride after three, isn't it? Yeah. Which he definitely uses a gun, because I remember that from. I can't remember Seed. Nobody remembers Seed. And then it's Curse and Cult. I can't remember. Does he use a gun in those two? Nope. Oh, it must do, if it's fact. Yeah, sorry, yeah, he does. This is the only one that he doesn't, or the only first two is the first two that he doesn't. The murder of Andy's teacher and the final showdown from the toy factory are part of the original script for Child's Play 1988, but they didn't make it into the first cut of the film. Oh, that's interesting. So from what I can gather, the Child's Play 2 and 1 at 1.1 movie. Yeah. And it was broken out for but i'm guessing budgetary reasons would be the reason they'd break that apart but but basically from what i've read everything that don mancini had to cut in one of the earlier chucky films comes back later on how quick succession were these released because i think what was it child's player one was 89 was it 88 was it 88 and then this came out in 1989 or 90 89 or 90 i think it was 90 so it was literally Say Charles Player One came out because it was a later film. It was a Christmas film. It's Charles Player One, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this was originally. Yeah. So it's about a year, about a year just over between the two. So. Yeah, it's, it's not not a long time. It's quick. No. Quick turnaround. You can, you can imagine Charles Player One came out and the studio was like, right, we need a sequel now, and he's like, oh well, I've got all this left over that I was going to use in the first one. So. Yeah, we'll just go with that. Um, this yeah. was actually going to be a Christmas movie as well, but they decided not to because they didn't want it to be basically stereotyped as a christmas horror movie so they deliberately set it at a different time of year why though because it's such a selling point the amount of fucking christmas shit i have to watch each year just because it's difficult to get a decent christmas horror film is unbelievable i don't know how you could say that when things like ginger dead man 2 exist do you know what i haven't seen that i usually (laughs) just resort to krampus every year and that's not (laughs) um do you know this movie has got something in common with seed of chucky can you guess What? what it is yeah, Chucky's in it. <laughs> no, they're the only two films in the series where Chucky doesn't get shot. There's a lot of gun-related incidents with Charles Play franchise, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of your big bugbears is about slashers using a gun, and Chucky uses a gun, reasonable amounts. Yeah, but as I've already stated early on in this in this episode, 
Child's Play one and two is is the be all and end all. Everything else is is dog shit up until we get to Curse. <laughs> uh, we've got no memes to make you mad this week. Um, so I decided we'd do a, a new feature. We've got reviews to make Mark mad instead. Now it's time to see how pissed off you all got in reviews to wind up Mark. Uh, you've done this just to wind me up, haven't you? Yes, I have. Without, I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it. This is done <laughs> purposely to annoy you. So, uh, knowing this is your favourite of the franchise, I went and had a look to see what the wonderful world of the internet had to say about this. Searching for one star reviews and one out of ten reviews. Um, so you haven't even gone with the majority. You've literally you've gone on and you've seen stuff that will piss me off royally. Yeah, and I'll be honest. These pissed me off as well. But I thought they were so good that I couldn't. I couldn't not do them. Um, so I've got three. So we'll go with the, the first one. And I think as we go through, the, the level of your annoyance is going to increase. And by the third review, you're, you're going to be ready to, to shout. Uh, so the, the first one, this is single-handedly the worst film I have ever seen in my entire life. Poorly written, poor acting, and has a very unfulfilling plot. The mockery. You can always. Of, <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, 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 they're, they're not done. Uh, the mockery of what a suspenseful horror movie should be. Naught out of ten. A complete waste of time, and that comes from Google. Yeah, you can always tell when someone hasn't seen Bad Demic Shock and Terror, can you? <laughs> uh, the second one. This also comes from Google, and this is a really short one. This Chucky movie is lame. Annabelle is way better. Fuck off, man. I, 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 do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go on record now and say that I haven't actually seen the Annabelle films, but the Conjuring franchise is fucking dog shit. I, the first Conjuring movie, I really, really like, really like. The second one on this show before you were part of it, I tore that to pieces and it is the most backlash I've ever received on an episode. It's so loved, isn't it? It's strange. Mm. I don't get it. I really don't get it. I I, I tore it hard because that's how I genuinely feel about it. And honestly, it was for, I was like six episodes past that and I was still getting messages about it. Yeah, like my biggest gripes in the genre are films like uh, The Conjuring, Insidious. I'm not going to say Sinister because I really like Sinister, but that sort of tone and vibe of... And yeah, just poltergeist nonsense is just not for me at all. Yeah, and, and that is the type of movie I like. That that's that is basically my my genre. I like those possession, those poltergeist type movies. The Conjuring, I've got so many issues with, but hopefully we. I'd love to get the Conjuring three because that is a movie that I could literally pull apart scene by scene. Worse than I've done to Chucky. Worse than I could ever do to H four. I will literally tear that to pieces. Is that the latest one that's just come out? Yeah, The Devil Made Me Do It. Right. See, I know you're a big fan of all this stuff, so you you're quite knowledgeable in the actual the actual real life events and stuff like that. Aren't you? Yeah, I mean the the devil made me do it. I think is just a description of James one. The devil made him do it because that was the best way he could make money. Anyway, back to annoying you and not annoying me because I'm getting fired up. Now. <laughs> I can see you getting hot <laughs> under the collar. <laughs> I, I am. I'm getting all aggressive. Uh, the final one. This comes from IMDb. If I could give this a zero, I would. For a film that is devoid of aesthetics, the acting appalling, the direction is extremely ill-directed, the payoff here is the end of the movie to enable the viewer to run as far from this as possible. 
One thing that did make sense was the inability to pay for decent actors because all of the money was spent on boxes for good guy dolls. For fuck's sake, there must be thousands of them in this tripe. What an idiot. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. I mean, even if you really don't like this film, nobody hates this film that much. No, I, I've given it a bit of a rough run, but at no point would I say it's devoid of aesthetics. Really? I'm, I'm with you on this, man. I mean, I've picked it apart just as much as you have as we've gone along through this review, but I fucking still think it's an outstanding film. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll wait till we get to my score. Uh, <laughs> uh, into sound off. Murder victims show evidence of having been partially devoured by their murderers. Let's see your thoughts. As you sound off. As we've had some really negative reviews, sound off this week is much more positive to make Mark end the episode and me end the episode on a, on a high note. Um, so we've got Skellington fan, don't fuck with the Chuck, uh, Spaceman and the Doll podcast, best Chucky sequel, and shows Brad is most deranged. And I couldn't agree more. No, I agree with that. Pretty killer podcast. I actually love it. And finally, my co-host over on True Crime, Wednesday Wine and Horror, or Heather. Um, it's a fucking ridiculous and hilarious movie. But who's going to let a baby doll kill them? Question mark. I, I'm sticking with the spider theory. I still, I still stand by that. <laughs> this is terrifying. I, I'm desperate for you to have a dream now about a spider with a massive ruler. That, that's, that's my dream. That's what I'm dreaming about tonight. As an audience, if you really want to fuck me up and you make me want to watch something that we don't like, I don't know whether this will ever come into the poll or not, but if arachnophobia or eight-legged freaks ever crops up and you really want to see me fucking whinge, pick them for the show. Oh, fuck, they are going in the next poll. Why did you say that? <laughs> they are definitely... I'm going to go and edit the poll now and put both of them. In fact, I might just do a spider week. It'll be a case of me rocking up and being like, yeah, I didn't watch this, mate, so you're going to have to tell the floor. <laughs> I've got to say, me and the listeners are slowly coming in sync with our scores. Um, they scored this an 8 out of 10, and I completely agree. The story is good. It's flawed, but it's good. The cast is strong. The effects are fantastic. Um, it loses points around the believability of Chucky's as a serious threat to anyone but a child. But I think that's more of an issue I have with the entire franchise as opposed to this movie. Um, I think any adult could take him out. Um, I like it when he done the traps on on Phil. Um, but when he squares off with a grown-up, I, I just find it a bit silly. Um, it, it's a great movie. It misses bits for me. I, I don't think it hits the the bar as high as it did with the first. Um, I don't think it's as good as Curse of Chucky, in my opinion, either. Um, it's a good, solid, strong 8 out of 10. I, I really enjoy it. I recommend everyone goes and watches it. I, I like it. So you've done it again with your roundup, though, and you've said that you, you found it unbelievable when he when he squares off against an adult. But at no point in this film does he physically have a one-on-one square off with an adult. I, it's all done by traps or something else. So you, I, you're basing a, that on, on your previous experience with the rest of the franchise from this point on, and you can't do that. We well, have it, to stay legitimate and, and, and I don't even know. I'm trying to say that like we've got credibility. I know yeah, we haven't, but I'm he trying has to... A, he has a one-on-one square off with the teacher, and I'm going to maintain that. So he, he no, yes, because he, 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 he quite clearly, he quite clearly, like, deca- not decapitates. He, he hurts, he hurts her. 
He hurts her with. He the... does more than hurt her. He, he, does, he stabs then, her in the lung with. But a then he spanks her with a ruler. This is a tiny doll hitting her with a meter-long ruler. How long was he stood there to kill her? Yeah, but it's all done off screen, so we don't know actually well, what happened in those scenes. She, she so. may not have died. She may not have died. She deserved. She may it. be back in season two of of Chucky. So possibly words on that one. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think on it. I'm not I'm not changing my mind just because you're bullying me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So my overall thoughts on this. I know I've we've gone through. I've I've agree with you, and I've pulled it apart just as much as you have. But when you're talking about a franchise where a doll is possessed by the soul of a serial killer, based on voodoo, what what more do you want? What more do you want from this franchise in terms of credibility? I mean, for me, Child's Play 1 is phenomenal. It very much, it takes the the serious tone, as serious as a tone as you can deliver with a film, with a premise like this, and it, and it, and it executes it flawlessly. This then does what I love, and it's very hard for me to turn around and say horror sequels, are better than the original because that is not something that happens within this franchise. And it, and in my experience and my my scope so far and my journey throughout the horror genre, I've only ever seen this done three times. And that is Hellraiser 2, yeah. Child's Play 2, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And they are the three franchises where I think part two is better than the original. And the reason for that is that it, not only does it expand on the mythology and the story that's so very well developed in the first, as all of those franchises are, but it doesn't waste no time in building on exposition that we've already experienced the first time around. It dives straight into the story. We know why we're here. We know what's going on. Let's get on with the show. And I think Child's Play 2 does that better than any. And for me, does that perfectly. You know, we all love Chucky. We all love Ch- Brad Dorif as that character. And it does it flawlessly for me. And it, don't get me wrong, it's got its issues, it's got its problems, but it's definitely better than the original, in my opinion. So for me, it's it's a 9 out of 10. And if I was scoring it on my terms, as I say, I don't work for you. So <laughs> we'll score it on my terms. It's a, it's a 4.5 out of 5. Well, I thought I'd broken you then. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a 4.5 out of 5. And I, I scored the original Charles player a 4 out of 5. This is marginally better. Um, there is a lot of things about the first one that I love more than I do love this, but for in terms of entertainment value, as great as the first one is, and as much as I love the first one, this one is a much more entertaining film to sit down and watch if you have a spare 90 minutes. So for me, this goes higher, but you can't necessarily go into this knowing it's a better film without having the pre-experience of the first one. So you have to watch the first one. If you know and love the first one, then this one's going to be a much more entertaining film for you to watch on repeats. But you couldn't just dive straight into this without seeing the first. But without rambling on more than I already am, this is a much better film for me in terms of rewatchability than the first. So it's a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. It's, it's a solid film. It's a good film. There's no debate. It, it's a good movie. Um Before I tell you about what's happening next week, we've got a bit of an announcement to make. Every week, me and Mark record and we we sit here and we record the episode. And then after we've recorded the episode, we hit stop recording. And me and Mark just sit here and we shoot the shit and we talk about 
the movie a bit more and we, we argue the toss a bit more than we do on the air. We talk about, <laughs> we, we do, we, we do. We, we thrash things out more than we will on the episode because people don't want to hear us argue. Well, they probably I think do. they do. I think yeah. they do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we'll also talk about like what's coming up in horror movies and we'll, we'll talk shit about our wives and just generally just shoot the shit about life in general. We just um, get pissed and talk shit for a good half an hour before our wives are like, it's getting late now, get your ass yeah, in. Exactly that. And because of this, we've decided that we're going to do something else. We're going to launch a new podcast. Um, it's called Horror Movie News. And what it is, is basically we will keep the mics running. Uh, me and Mark will talk a little bit more about Child's Play, talk about some other stuff and just generally, just generally have a chat. And you get to listen to all of that. And that's going to be a new podcast that comes out. So this is out on a Tuesday. Uh, that podcast is going to come out on a Friday and it's going to come out every single week. When we record, you'll get what we record afterwards. Uh, again, not living behind a Patreon world. We're not going to make you pay for it or anything like that. Um, all we ask that you do is you give us a five star review. I'm not sure how this is going to go, this kind of <laughs> new news pod. It's just going to be you and me getting pissed and arguing. <laughs> pretty much yeah but i think it's probably going to be more successful than the actual show if i'm honest <laughs> it is possible <laughs> um next week um after announcing a brand new show i think it's uh, i need to apologize in advance for next week's episode uh as we enter porno week um ty, ty west x is up for review uh me and mark play two porno themed games there's lots of innuendo, sexual references, and a, a, I'd say a good 50-50 chance we're getting cancelled, which is why we've got the new show. <laughs> yeah, we need a backup. <laughs> uh, uh, but until then, uh, thank you very much for listening. And you can go and listen to what we're going to talk about right now um, on Friday. Thanks a lot. I'll catch you next week. Cheers, guys. See you next week. You want to die tonight? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the You Run Podcast. Don't forget, to get involved in the show, all you need to do is head to our website, yourunpodcast.com. This is not our show. This is your show. <laughs>